Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 171, Love's Path to Awakening. We discover our true selves in love, states Thomas Merton, and clearly the challenges and intimacy involved in loving relationships are fertile ground for growth, a way to work through some of our childhood wounds and move closer to receiving what I believe we all want, to be loved and accepted for who we are. No masks, no guarding, lots of truth-telling, awareness about our own shadow and unfinished business, both of which undoubtedly contribute to getting triggered by certain relationship situations or conflicts. Working through our fears, understanding the importance of kind yet clear boundaries, dealing with our irritations and anger, so many lessons. In the primal conversation of togetherness, we discover each other's beauty. Love is most certainly not something that strikes like Cupid's arrow, a state one just falls into, an easily indulged sentiment, but rather an art and skill requiring patience and practice, like any other worthy human pursuit. There is a psychological notion called the imago, the essence of which is that one will be attracted to people who embody both the best and the worst key characteristics of the people who raise them. These potential partners may also exhibit essential aspects of the lost self, the parts that went underground in childhood because it was not safe to express them. Essentially, in our search for a mate, we will be attracted to people that in some ways recreate conditions of our childhood. A part of us always wants to heal hidden hurts. We unconsciously choose adult intimate relationships that offer similar conditions from the past, but in a present where we are more empowered to deal with them skillfully. Love is a great laboratory for helping and awakening, serving as both crucible and sanctuary, offering both rupture and radiance. From 1 Corinthians 13, quote, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Close quote. Do unto others as you would do unto yourself is a bit of selfish limited worldview. The other may have a different idea of beauty and happiness. Yes, one can speak of kindness, compassion, empathy as universal sentiments with the primum non nocere credo of medicine hitching a ride as well. But the golden rule can mistake our longings and desires as universal, declaring that the only reality is my perceptions. I get the intent. No one wants violence, thievery, or harsh criticisms or judgments. Yet, I'd rather someone ask me what I'd like or need in a given situation than assume that their idea of kindness will be a good fit. One need only pick one of the many historical examples of bringing indigenous peoples to salvation. Such actions were more about power and dominance than golden rule expressions of love. Or even the good attempts to be helpful when someone is grieving, which may actually be hurtful, since we all do grief somewhat differently. Robert Graves, known for his 1929 memoir, Goodbye to All That, detailing his horrific World War I experiences, defined love as, quote, a recognition of another person's integrity and truth. 
in a way that makes both of you light up when you recognize the quality in the other, close quote. Mystery, wonder, the amazing, the unexpected, and the incredible all belong to this world, and love offers up ample helpings of each of these qualities. I believe love is strengthened by three essential practices, affectionate acceptance, benevolent boundaries, and conscious communication. Affectionate affectionate acceptance implies a commitment to kindness, even in the face of challenging moments. Glances, touches, and whispers, embroidered with reverence and patience, are the weft of its fine weave. Acceptance involves a mindset free of judgments and the belief that your way is the only right one. It's hard to keep my heart open with someone who's intent on making me wrong. Benevolent boundaries involve a healthy sense for both people of what to reveal versus what to conceal about my own inner workings, beliefs, thoughts, feelings, deep desires, choices, and experiences. I'm also clear about my yes, no, and maybe in terms of what I'm willing to do for the other. Signs of healthy boundaries include a sense of spaciousness in the relationship and the ability to make requests with kindness without emotional charge. One can be assertive without being aggressive. Boundaries are where the core issue of any relationship will keep showing up. Some of our deepest childhood wounds occurred because of unhealthy boundaries. Creating healthy ones with our partner in the present heals what we were unable to do in the past because we were only a child keep out what was unwanted, or ask for what we needed. The ability to discuss anything and everything that arises is facilitated by conscious communication. The focus is on determining and sharing what each person is feeling and needing, rather than assigning blame or pointing fingers. It also means that I do not believe everything I think as absolute truth, that I'm willing to inquire about a misunderstanding rather than ignore it realizing that what I heard may not be what they actually said. David Richo, author of How to Be an Adult in Love, muses, quote, An opened heart is boundless. That is unconditional in its scope. Once we are awakened to love as the lifelong purpose of our hearts, then feeling love for all the world becomes the meaning and greatest joy of living, close quote. And this now common wisdom is worth embodying. Remember that you are not held back by the love you didn't get in the past, but by the love you're not giving in the present. Thanks for listening. And remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.